0: Welcome to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters. We're your hosts, Shannon and Mary, otherwise known as Maya and Electra. Through working with the Akashic Records, we have become aware of our connection to the Rainbow Realm, the highest point in the universe, or the Pinnacle Point. We're here to spread the knowledge of the Rainbow Realm from the Council of the Pinnacle to help you awaken to the truth of who you are. We cannot wait to go on this journey with you. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Shannon here, and I am so excited to share this conversation with you today. It is Beyond important for right now, for everything that we are going through right now as a collective. And I could not wait to release this episode um, any amount of time. <laughs> um, so. I'm really excited to release this and have you all here to listen to it. Thank you for joining me in this space. This week's episode is a conversation between myself and Megan Hatfield, who is such an incredible soul. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast, and I'm so fortunate to have connected with her on Instagram um, a really long time ago. We've been connected for... A year, maybe two. We honestly are not sure anymore. We can't even remember. But I'm really happy that we finally got to sit down and have this conversation because it's so important. And I'm just really grateful for the power of social media to connect us now in this time. But anyway, this episode is all about how Megan and I have both healed ourselves recovered from Lyme disease in really untraditional ways Um, not from using like going to the doctor using western medicine but really from connecting into our bodies aligning with our souls learning how we are meant to be in this world and going in and doing some really deep shadow work to allow ourselves to release what we were holding in our bodies that made us sick or ill. Um, Megan is the only other person I have ever met who has done this, like I have, and not to say that we did this in the same way, but she's the only other person I've met who's actually fully gotten herself to a point where she is healthy by really doing the deep shadow work. Um, And I'm really excited to bring her on to talk about this because this is something I talk about all of the time on my personal Instagram page that I work with clients about to really get into that deep shadow work because I know and believe that everybody can heal themselves by doing this work and it's work I do with my clients and have seen a lot of success in, and so to find somebody else who discovered this as well, and get to talk about it and hear Megan's healing journey um, is really incredible, and I think it's really expansive to hear this, especially as we're getting to the end of 2020. We're in our last month. There is a is we're going through a big eclipse season. Um, we are leading up to the biggest astrological event in centuries um, with the Great Conjunction on the 21st. There is a lot of energy here all about the new and releasing the old, which, and that holds true for releasing old dis-ease, illness, um, pain, whatever it is. This is literally the perfect time to do that. We are so divinely supported by the universe. You are so divinely supported by the universe to release anything that's not serving you. And that is why this conversation is so important to share. And we go deep. Megan tells us about her story with Lyme disease um, or with Lyme energy, as I prefer to call it. She... Talks about everything that she went through. She talks about her healing journey through it. She talks about how she refound herself, um, not even refound, how she discovered herself. Really, how she discovered where where she was out of alignment, where she needed to do shadow work, where she was in trauma, and she was able to work through that and and become empowered in herself and aligned with herself, and that brought her to health. Um, we talk about how the energy of lime is unlike anything else, and Mary and I have talked about that before. I think it's episode three or four um, where we talk about lime energy. You can go back to that and listen to it. We are really... Um, Interested in this topic, something we've channeled a lot about, and so to hear from Megan as well in her experience is huge and so validating and so beautiful. It really, um, the way she describes it is so similar to how to how we've talked about it, and so I love having that um perspective on the podcast in this conversation, and we also discuss how really healing we've both found has a lot to do with healing, um, healing our body. And we talk about healing, how that healing has a lot to do with healing our sexual selves, um, which is a topic I'm really interested in going much deeper into. It's something that I am still, um, uncovering layers up for myself and Megan and I talk about that Um, and that's a a topic that I really hope to bring a whole other podcast episode about at some point because it's so fascinating and it's really 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 important. Um, We talk about that and then we talk about some fun stuff like astrology and human design and all of that but this is such an important episode. I know I keep saying that, but as we were recording, um, both Megan and I were feeling the enormity of what we were talking about. And when we were finished, we looked at each other and we were like, This is so, so big. What we just recorded, this has to be shared. And that's why I'm sharing it with you today. So, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to ask you to share this with anyone that you know who is suffering from any kind of chronic pain disease illness sickness anything if you are suffering from that yourself please listen to this and really take in the healing and activation of the words that we are saying um and of our stories please please share this with anyone in your life who could benefit from this because this is a message that really needs to be heard we um we actually decided to do this podcast based on an Instagram post that Megan did um, a couple weeks ago talking about how she is the success story that she was looking for when she was sick. And it was so inspiring to me, and I, I reached out to her and I was like, "You are the only other person I know who can say this um, through doing similar work and like in the kind of way that she and I both have. And now we both do this work with, with people. We both, Megan is also, um, she does coaching, um, to help women who, women and men who are, um, dealing with chronic energy, um, in their bodies to heal. And I do, I do similar work with my quantum healing and Akashic Records root cause work. Um, so our stories are just really similar and really interesting. But when she made that post, I was so inspired. And I actually, I did a similar post about a week ago that you may have seen about how um, I am also the success story that I was looking for. And I reached out to her and I said, I'm so inspired by this post. First off, like you're inspiring me to talk about it more from from my point of view as well. And secondly, I'm so inspired by your story. We've been connected for a long, long time. It is time that we talk about it and share it. And so we did this podcast episode, and that's how it came about. Um, Because this is really meant to be an example for everyone who is listening um, to know that it is possible to heal, because neither of us, when we were on our healing journeys, ever found anyone who could show us or expand to us, mirror to us the the possibility of of true health. We just always heard about being sick forever, being in remission, all of this, right? And we both truly know and believe that it it is so important that everybody knows that you can heal yourself. We are all our own healers. And This is meant to be really empowering, this conversation, to show you that you can be your own healer for anything going on in your life, whether you have a chronic illness or disease or not, Um, anything that's going on, you have the ability to heal, and that is really the whole motivation behind this episode and why we had this conversation and we're sharing it, and we will continue, I am sure, to share more. This topic is so near and dear to my heart. Physical body healing is a huge part of my work. Um, my Lyme experience, which you can hear about my story in depth in um, one of the first like two or three episodes of the podcast, I, sh- I share that story. And you can also hear Mary's, ep- um, Mary's journey um, in one of the episodes as well. It's in the first two or three episodes as well, where they're like one right after the other. So, this has really, everything that I've been through with my own health has really influenced and been a part of why I do what I do now and with the quantum healing work that I do and everything that I do in my own practice um, is exactly what I did for myself and what I continue to do for myself whenever I want to heal something and it's just so important to share this. This is the kind of conversation that needs to be being had, not the conversations that are all about being sick. Um, and that's what so many conversations and and people in this space, in this um, quote-unquote chronic illness space that um, whenever I tune into it, I just see people talking about being sick and there's not anyone talking about being better or recovery or healing or anything like that. And that's what this is all about. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. I could talk about the motivations behind this for so long, but let's get into this episode. I just want to remind you before we start that because you know, we are in the last month of December and there is a lot of going, a lot going on. There is a lot of healing asking to be taken, to take place. Um, and feel free, please to reach out to me. That is what I'm here for. If you feel the call to do any kind of healing work, any kind of quantum energy work, please reach out. Um, my email is Shannon at healingintuitively.com and my website is in the show notes. Please also feel free to reach out to Megan, who also does coaching around healing. And the best way to reach out to her is via her Instagram, which is in the show notes. Um, just sending her a DM, and that's how um, she would love to connect with you. You can also buy her book, um, which we're going to talk about during the episode, um, on Amazon. She has she's a writer, and she has a collection of. Um, poems and other beautiful pieces that she wrote during her her healing journey um, that she has published and is available on Amazon and so I really encourage you all to check that out it's so exciting that she has that out there and yes those are all the resources I just wanted to let you know that those are available and now let's get into this episode thank you so much for being here please 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 Um, send a message to the Prismatic Heart of the Seven Sisters Instagram account afterwards, after when you're you're done listening to let me know what you think about this episode. I would love to hear it. (sighs) All right, let's take a deep breath and take a long exhale out. All right, now we're centered and let's go into this episode. Sending you all so much love.
1: We're going to talk about so many amazing things. And I just, I, you know, I already feel so connected to you and I feel like our nervous systems have been through really similar experiences. So.
0: Me too. Yes. Uh, thank you, Megan, so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you yeah, <laughs> for having me. It's we were just saying before I hit record, like this has been such a long time coming and oh, I just have so many chills, like to actually connect with you, like see you face to face. Um, uh-huh and not just like through social media. (laughs) It's so beautiful. Uh, Yeah. of a deeper experience. It is, it's so much deeper. And that's what I love about like, this is getting off topic, but just the whole like intersectionality of like technology and, and connection now is that we can do this. And I don't know, like 2020 has really brought that out in like it doesn't matter where we are in the world, we can connect, and I love that so much.
1: Absolutely. Yes, feel the same way.
0: Well, I would love to start with, tell us about yourself. Um, I'd love to hear about you. <laughs> um, I'd love to hear, you know, what you're up to, whatever you want to share about yourself and your soul, and then I will we'll dive into the lime part, because so, that's what we're going to talk about is um, that
1: journey. But first, I just want to hear about you of course well I guess I you know would love to start out with a brief story of who I am I love that. yeah <laughs> and yeah so yeah you and I connected over Instagram and I think we connected somehow through both of us having Lyme and going through our spiritual healing journeys um, I myself got I'm 27 now I got diagnosed with Lyme when I was 22 um, and that was after already feeling, um, pretty sick for, for six months. So I was 22 and a half when I got diagnosed. Um, as a kid, I was always, I don't know if you had the same experience, but I was always like really sensitive and really, um, I had all these like random little health issues. Like, um, autoimmune thyroid illness and um celiac but i never really had any symptoms that stopped me from living my life mm-hmm. um i you know my i got my thyroid condition diagnosed because my thyroid was enlarged and i got diagnosed with celiac because i would have a huge stomach ache every time after i ate bread or pancakes or whatever um, but it never really <laughs> Uh, like knocked me out. It was just always something that um, I kept kind of like hidden and pretended wasn't there because it scared me. Um, And then, you know, going into puberty, I started to feel depressed and anxious. And that's what came next was the depression diagnosis and the generalized anxiety diagnosis and ADD, the whole nine yards. (laughs) So I feel like that's when I feel like I lost some of my innocence, that pure inner child that I connect to so often now, she got kind of lost when I started to grow up and I really disconnected from my magic, from my spirituality, from the version of me that ran around in the fields chasing butterflies and feeling so connected to love and light. I just lost that when I was a teenager. Um, so that was that was hard, but um, I kind of just veered pretty far off my course leading up to getting sick. I don't know if the same thing happened with you too, um, yeah. but I was really um, body focused. I had a lot of issues around weight and food, and um, I was really obsessive about my appearance because I felt like that was the only thing that i had to offer the world i felt and like i felt like it wasn't good enough and i isolated myself and i just wasn't really open to experiencing the joys of life and when i was it was because i had to control like every aspect of the experience <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um and i actually i started working at soul cycle in my um early 20s and that's the path that i was kind of going on. Cause I still felt that like spiritual thing inside of me. And I knew that I loved exercising, even if I kind of like took that too far. Um, there was something there, like something about being in the dark room with the candles and connecting to a bigger consciousness. I was like something, something right is here. Um, but about a year into working with, um, soul cycle, I, got really sick and I couldn't control it. Um, the first thing that happened was, I think, I put on like 20 pounds, like within like a month or within two months. Um, and, for, I, and I was still deep into my bodily issues and insecurities. So that was shocking. And then um, came the really, really heavy, heavy, like crushing fatigue. Um, I lost the color in my face. The circles under my eyes got almost black. They were really, i looked, I looked very ill mm-hmm. and, um, I, I kind of just fought through it for as long as I could. Um, I remember <laughs> like knowing that something was wrong, but I went to the store and I got, um, these markers from CVS that were erasable like mirror markers that you can write on your mirror and I wrote on my mirror you're gonna laugh I wrote on my mirror um harder better faster stronger don't stop so that's literally how intense I was yeah and I was just like so just like I could feel what was coming and I did not want it I was like, nope, not going to happen. Like total hero's journey, refusal of the call stage (laughs) in my development. Um, But then it just got started to get, yeah, more insidious. And I had a really rapid heartbeat um, and I had heart palpitations. And then I started to develop like more severe anxiety and it just kind of snowballed to the point where one morning I couldn't get out of bed anymore and I had to quit my job. And that's when I remember looking in the mirror one day and like seeing something in me that wasn't mine. I remember specifically I was looking at um, my neck and how much my heartbeat was like pulsing out of my jugular. Mm -hmm. And I just remember having this like intense feeling of like something is in my blood that's not mine and I can't get it out and like I can't do anything about it like I felt invaded. I felt energetically invaded. And at that point I didn't know like what my sensitivity was or why I felt the way that I felt. So it was really confusing. Um and I went to all these different doctors and um you know, it was just like oh you have adrenal fatigue or oh it's your thyroid acting up or it's your depression acting up and I just got diagnosed with like one random thing after another. And um nothing worked you know none of ashwagandha didn't work (laughs) like (laughs) they kind of just like put me through the whole like okay so there's this woman and she's tired and she's not feeling well like let's give her all the stuff we do for that
0: yeah throw everything at it and see what sticks
1: throw everything at it and see what sticks um and I wasn't getting better and finally um I, one of my doctors, um, decided to test me for Lyme. She was like, you probably don't have it, but let's just see, you know, it's really rare in the Bay area, which by the way, it's not anymore. I I got diagnosed right as it started to like blow up in the Bay area. Um,
0: also I, I, I don't believe that it ever was probably rare. It's just that doctors like didn't know to look for it.
1: Yeah. And it's like, who knows for how long I had it? You know, I don't remember getting a tick bite. I don't remember having a rash. I could have had it forever. I could have had it for a week before I got tested. I have no idea. It's just an energy that I happened to be embodying at the time. And that's when it was caught. Um, And yeah, I got diagnosed with Lyme in July of 2015. And for the first, and that like, that took me to my knees because I knew that what I was about to embark on was scary and dark and unknown and I knew that I couldn't control it anymore yeah oh it was my first like complete surrender moment um and I think that's the first time that I felt connected to my heart in years actually like it brought me to this place where I was just like oh like my body is so sick and I'm 22 and my life was just taken away from me what do I have left And I just like was left with my heart. (laughs) So that was kind of like the journey I took back into my heart. That's where it started was with the diagnosis. And for the first year I did the typical Western medical thing. My sweet parents like totally helped me find the right doctors and they helped me with medical costs and all these things. Um, And I was so sick, you know, I was living back at home. I could barely get myself around I couldn't even really drive or walk up the stairs it was that immobilizing
0: yeah.
1: and um yeah for the first year as much as much as I've said the story over and over again it's still like I feel like it's so, so intense to like go through it again you know
0: it's like a therapy session every time we talk about it like I know what you mean I told my story so many times and every time I do I'm like
1: you go through it yeah through it again. yeah yeah, there's just you, you'll you hear a lot of deep breaths because I'm like, oh, like, I'm just like really giving an honest recount of the story. And I'm just remembering it. Um, yeah. But yeah, for the first year, I did the typical Western medical treatment, which is antibiotics. And well, first they were like, this is probably a three month thing and you're going to take antibiotics for three months and then it's gone. Like that's the typical thing for Lyme. Um, we don't know if it's chronic or not. So let's just see if three months of antibiotics work, but like, that's your prognosis and you'll be fine. And you go back to your life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three months passed. I was even sicker after three months. So they were like, all right, do another three months. So I did another three months of antibiotics and it got to the point where I, yeah, actually I couldn't even stick it out for a year. <laughs> I did six <laughs> months. And for the last two months of it, every time that I put the antibiotics in my mouth, my whole body said no. And I felt this like firm no. And I just kept violating my boundaries. I kept violating my intuitive boundaries. And I was just like, nope. Like it was the same mentality as the harder, better, faster, stronger thing, which ultimately like almost killed me. And I was just like, well, like, I don't know anything. What do I know? I'm a 22 year old girl and my doctors are like telling me to take this and that's what I'm doing. And who cares if it feels wrong my whole life things felt wrong and people told me to ignore it. So that's what I did. So yeah. And then after six months, I was still even honestly sicker. That was probably the lowest that I got. Um, I hit rock bottom and couldn't breathe without an oxygen tank and um, was just every, like I was, I was like a shell. I was a ghost of, of myself. I wasn't even, I was like, I was, (laughs) I wasn't alive anymore. Like my body was there, but I was not like, everything was gone. Every cell. Yeah. Right. Like it was just, I was just so sick and I couldn't even find myself anymore. So I, I think my, um, what pulled me out of that whole antibiotic sinkhole and, you know, they were like, okay, well, this means you have chronic Lyme. If you're not better after six months, you have chronic Lyme. We don't know if you will ever get better, but like, or we'll probably hook you up to an IV and have like a liquid antibiotic, like, I forget what it's called, but a PICC line or something. I don't, I don't remember something really intense. Yeah. And I was like, it's yeah, tough. I was we just like doctors, like they were, my doctors took two years
0: to get to that point of like, we'll hook you up to a PICC line. Sorry, just go on. It's just really interesting to hear.
1: Well, do- I think, I think I, yeah, there's a pattern of extremes in my life that have made me level up quicker than I felt ready for. (laughs) So when that happened, I was just like, okay, no, like I don't care. So if you're saying you don't know if I'll ever get better, why don't I do what feels right for me then anyways? Like if like either way, I might not get better. Like I might as well do what doesn't feel like, like, like hurting myself you know, like let's move in the other direction. Absolutely. About a week later, um, this homeopathic doctor, Dr. Akenzi, she's amazing. She's in Marin. I used to see her um, growing up and my, you know, because my family was involved in natural medicine um, my whole life, but we kind of did like a mixture of natural and Western. Um, And when I got diagnosed with Lyme, it was so scary. And we went immediately to the western, you know, side, but that didn't work. So about a week after just like surrendering and, you know, kind of telling my doctor that's not what I'm going to do, my old homeopathic doctor literally gave me a call out of nowhere and was like, I had a dream about you and I haven't talked to you in like 10 years, but or, or 5 years or whatever. It was a long, it was several years and I um, had a dream about you that you needed my help. And I was in the car with my mom at the time. And that's just one out of like several, like synchronistic spiritual things that happened along the way. But doing homeopathic medicine was like the first step to getting well. So it was homeopathic remedies and acupuncture. Um, I kind of get, got set on this path where I started to get better for sure. Um, and I was definitely, I definitely felt uh, better than I did when I was doing antibiotics. But I was still pretty sick and unable to um, live life. But like, it was better. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until year year two in 2017, um, about halfway through, it was 2017, where I knew that how I would get better was by healing. Um, my emotions and my spirit and my heart. And I just was like, I can't run from all my trauma anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I have to feel it um, because it's killing me, like not going there. So I kind of um, even stopped doing the natural stuff for a while. I, 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 I just took, you know, healthy supplements and did massage therapy. And I stopped trying to like, kill things though. You know, I stopped in, in the in the Lyme world for whoever is listening. In the Lyme world, there's this whole mentality of like killing. It's like we have to kill all the Lyme in your body. And they keep using the word kill. And there was a whole thing of like, if you feel worse and you feel like you're dying, that means you're getting better. And it was like such a horrible energy. <laughs> so toxic. So so toxic. And so I've kind of just stepped out of that and you know, even stepped away from the natural therapies for a while. And I started to see a somatic therapist who um, really gently and lovingly brought me back into my body after many, many years of being completely disconnected. Um, And it was, I couldn't even feel anything for the first like three months of, of treatment. It's this, I, so I did this somatic therapy combined with this energetic chiropractic treatment, which is called network spinal analysis. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really cool. It's like this like form of chiropractic care where they don't even crack your bones. They just like kind of guide energy through your spine. That is, uh, really healing emotionally and physically. So, um, it's really gentle and beautiful. Um, but that's what I did with this amazing doctor, Dr. Stephanie Bridwell, And she, was honestly like that was the turning point for me when I finally started to actually get better in 2017 halfway through um and I it set me on a path of going deep into my body and feeling all the trauma that I didn't feel safe enough to feel before feeling the years of depression the self-hate the low self-worth that um, not believing in myself, the feeling alone, um, feeling dumb and worthless, like really dark, dark feelings that I honestly didn't fully feel until I could find them in my body. And I needed someone to help me with that, Um, which she did. Mm -hmm. And I got cracked open. I finally fully cracked open. (laughs) And I really fully felt everything and all of the trauma of the Lyme all of the trauma of not being able to breathe and all of the trauma of the months leading up to my diagnosis when I could feel like something was infecting me and I didn't know what it was I didn't know why I was getting why I was getting so sick at 22 losing control of my neurochemistry like having so much brain fog not being even able to drive just complete like surrender like i had i had nothing so i was able to open to everything yeah. and that's honestly where i had like i had to kind of go to that dark 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 deep 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 place to find my light and to, it sounds so corny but like that's literally what happened like i had like i had to go there to heal so i felt all, all the darkness and i did shadow work for um mm-hmm several months. And I still do that. I think it's a really important and beautiful part of healing. And then, um, I just started to get better and better and better, um, still slowly. And then in the spring of 2019, I finally like busted through and I, um, did it, it was honestly a lot of spiritual shifts and like Kundalini, awakenings I've had I feel like I've had so many of those you probably have too. like just a, a lot of intense spiritual things happened in the spring of 2019 and I also was like on this like raw food thing um my issues with food were not fully healed at that point so I and I was aware of that it was a lot better so much better um but like I was like totally like overeating before then. And I was just like, okay, like, and this is not something that I would necessarily recommend, but I went on a complete like raw cleanse. And um, actually though, I did it like with the knowing of like the issues that I had around food and also knowing that it was temporary and doing like so much spiritual, emotional work on myself. And, um, also so many people talk about letting go and they don't talk about when you actually break through, break free and break through. It's because you grab onto something higher. You don't just let go, like you let go and then you grab. So like what pushed me over the fence was cleansing my body, doing like continuing to do deep emotional and spiritual work and also being like. I don't know if I'll be sick for the rest of my life or not. Like, I don't know if I'll have these symptoms forever. If I am sick forever, like, at least I'm alive. And like, I want to fall in love and like, I want to have sex again. Like I was celibate for five years (laughs) and I was like, totally like disconnected from my body and sexuality. And I was like, you know what? Like I, if this is my life, I at least want to make good art. I want to have good relationships. I want to feel like, a sexual, vibrant, healthy, powerful woman in my body. I want to help others. I want to make an impact. I want to take all this love and passion that I have in my body and do something with it. And I don't care how I feel during that process. Like if I have like a certain amount, you know, of time to live, I at least want to make it beautiful. And boom, that's when I got better. So it was like, and I had like, it took me until that, it took me Let's see, 2015 to 20. It took me four years to be like, maybe I'll be sick forever. I don't know. Either way, like, let's just like have fun and make this life beautiful and do what my soul is telling me to do. Um, I was finally letting go of that last piece of control. So that's when my symptoms lifted. And um I you know, felt like a new person. And then um, I started to put myself out there again and interact with life and interact with the world. I, um, you know, started working on my book more seriously, which is now out on Amazon called Strange and Unusual Creatures. Um, And um, I, you know, started to go to social things again. And I just like started to push myself and, Um, kind of fell back in love with life and then I met this incredible man and I actually fell in love Um, and I just you know I felt like I was like this new human like experiencing life again like this human that was given a second chance at life and I so I felt really open and really kind of like raw and everything was just I was I was looking at everything and with eyes that I've never looked at things with before and it was beautiful. Um, and I moved out of my parents' house and I, uh, moved into an apartment in the city and, um, and you'd think that everything was happily ever after after that, but nope. (laughs) like three months into, um, you know, this was just a year, literally exactly one year ago. Yeah. Um, I was in my apartment in the city and symptoms started to come back. We didn't know why. Um, I started to feel sick again. We figured out that there was black mold in my apartment and um, I went to my natural doctor, my naturopath, Dr. Medeiros. He tested, um, he tested me and there was literally black mold in my body that matched the black mold that was in my apartment. So I um Had to move out, moved back home with my parents. I swear to God, I'm almost done. This is the last (laughs) stretch of the story. This is amazing. You can cut out whatever you want. I've been talking for like 20 minutes, I feel. (laughs) But I'm almost done. Um, And this last part is really important because when people heal, they think like, okay, I'm done, boom, that's it. I'm perfect forever, no more sickness. Like that's still denying and that's still controlling. Like, yes, I healed and I had kind of a, a mini relapse a bit triggered by mold. And I had to move home and I was sick again for, uh, about three, three months, three or four months, uh, January through April. Um, and during that time I detoxed the mold from my body. And during that time, um, I also fell into a pretty deep depression. Um, and, I was very aware of the mental health work that I still hadn't really done on myself. Um, like I had done a lot of mental health work on myself, but there was still stuff left over that I wasn't looking at. So, um, April through June, I like directly addressed my mental health because at that point my physical body was back up and running and feeling well, but my mind wasn't great. Also it was coronavirus, the pandemic, you know, started in february and it was just it was a really depressing and heartbreaking time for me for a lot of reasons yeah. so i had to really like kind of address that and then um i did that and i have been feeling um so much better and you know healthy and well not perfect you know N- never perfect um but mostly healthy and well and um, alive and grateful, you know, um, since June, I would say, um, yeah, since June. And I also started to do therapy in April and May, and that's been really helping. So, and now I'm here. (laughs) It's just like healing has so many ups and downs. And I just wish that when I got diagnosed, I wish that someone would tell me that it wasn't going to be an upwards trajectory. It was, it's up and down and up and down and up and down. And ultimately the pattern is that it goes up over time, but there's a lot of times where you're like, again, like really, like I still have to deal with like stuff like this or like, man, like I've been working on this one symptom for like three months. Like, why is it still here? Or there were, there were really dark times during those four and a half years where I straight up wanted to die. Like I could not Handle the physical pain anymore. The physical pain was a big symptom of mine. I couldn't handle not being able to breathe, having no energy for life. And I just, there were so many moments when I was just like, you know, I got, I was, I became really connected to what I call God, Goddess during this time, that just spirit in general. And I just remember praying, like, what do you want from me? Like, literally, what do you want from me? Like, I still feel dead. And it was three years later. And I'd like, it, it it was just, there were a lot of times when I just didn't want to go. I didn't want to go on. And I did, I just kept going, I just kept going and then I would get better and, you know, then have some kind of other thing that I had to deal with. And it just, it was never black and white. It was never an upwards thing. It was just up and down and I had to learn to accept that. And now it's like, I, you know, am in remission from Lyme My, my doctor, you know, I've been in remission for about a year. It was just confirmed like a few months ago. Um, nope. It was like literally just a month ago. I don't know. Time is so weird during coronavirus. I'm like, what even is a week? But anyway, I'm in remission and I'm really happy. And um, I move through the ins and outs of life with a greater sense of awareness and self-love and integration um, than I ever have in my life. And I for sure would not be the human I am today had I not gone through what I went through so yeah that's my story <laughs> it took so long to get through
0: <laughs> oh so powerful thank you so much for sharing that oh my goodness
1: thank you, thank you for receiving it yeah
0: I um there's so many things but I want to start by by just agreeing and commenting on the healing is not linear and that's that's huge. That's so huge. And you know that was a big lesson I had to learn because I um, I had a really intense spiritual experience about two and a half years after my diagnosis, and I was sick for probably four or five years before I got diagnosed. But about two and a half years into treating, I had a really deep spiritual experience, and I went into a remission, and I thought I was like done, um, and then it took about two and a half years before I really felt symptoms again in my physical body. And I had a lot of pain too. That was my worst symptom. I used to say to my, my parents and my friends, like when they'd be like, how does it hurt so much? I'd be like, it, it literally imagine that you were run over by a dump truck and then it backed
1: over you and ran over you and backed over you and ran over you again, like 10 times. That's <laughs> exactly what I would say. I would say it feels like I just got hit by a truck. Like it's that kind of pain. It is that kind of
0: pain. Um, But I did go through a lot of, after like my physical symptoms, I went into remission with that. I like then entered the two, two and a half years of like the darkest mental health struggle struggles of my life. Like I, I had um, such intense anxiety, such intense depression um, that I, I like cycled in and out of as a kid, but I never got like help. Like I never, I never knew how to ask or like to say like, I'm dealing with this. And then, um, those two years like really taught me how, um, and then also just another really interesting similarity is my symptoms started coming back at the beginning of 2019, at least partially because I know the apartment I was in had molds. Like
1: I could see it. Um Are you serious? yeah same timing and everything? Yeah. Oh, well maybe oh a little no. bit later. A oh. little bit yeah, a little bit later I guess. Um for I mean it was I experienced the same thing about a year later. Yeah, at the end of 2019. Yeah. Easy. Yeah,
0: it is. It's it's really um very interesting, but even after um in the summer of 2019 I had my really big like healing experience and and I I for me that's like where I go okay I I know at that point I really healed um but then I stuck onto to that feeling to saying I I literally <laughs> I was like okay now and this is that whole like grabbing too hard I was like I will never ever be sick again <laughs> And I would literally say, I will never even get a cold. And then at the beginning of 2020, I got really sick with a cold. <laughs> and I was like, what is going on? But it allowed me to, um, And I even had a few small symptoms come back like in March after I was traveling and I took um, an anti-malarial drug that I used to take for Lyme. And I think it like kind of
1: touched my body. So, yeah. Yeah. I took Mephron too. Before. Yeah. Oh, Crazy. No it wasn't mepron but it was malarone but
0: it was it's the same family yeah it's the same family um and i took mepron um
1: balanced so depression in. when i took it it made my depression worse when we were treating babesia yeah it might made mine too yeah it was awful awful
0: oh. Oh um but i think my body like got tricked into like a trauma response yeah. from from the um the antibiotics and it's Wow, it's just really
1: interesting. You, yeah. How long did it take you to um, come out of that second visit?
0: Um, just this year, when I just when I, when I had when I took the anti-malarial drug, it took me about a week because I like. I remember one day I was like sitting down and I was like, I really need to pee, but I don't think I can walk to the bathroom right now. And Then I was like, okay, that's not right, and so I that night I sat down and I was like, all right, time to do the shadow work. Like what did, what do I need to do? And within about a, within a couple days, I felt better. I just got chills, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's not
1: linear. It's not linear at all. And it's just like, I have so much to say about Lyme. I've never met, um, let's see all the people who I've met that have, that have Lyme or had Lyme are women. I, so I can't, you know, I'm sure it's the same for men who have Lyme, but all of the women who I've met that have had Lyme or still have it are powerful spiritual healers. Yes. Like, I don't, I still don't understand like exactly why. Um, but something about Lyme takes you through this ego death That is so intense and you don't, you honestly like don't know if you'll make it out or not. You're like, who knows? And something about that process like connects you to this energy field that is like beyond what you felt before. And it's like, it connects you to love. I mean, like we can like, you know, like I, people call it different things like God, universe, spirit, whatever. It's love. Like it's love. It is. it's slept and just it, love. it just, like, it cracks you open to love and in my journey with Lyme, I feel like I had to walk through hell, like, a few times, like, it really felt like journeying into the underworld and, by the way, like, I don't know if you've, if you're into Greek mythology or not at all, but you are, yeah, See, so weird how many similarities Yeah. People- I have, you're also (laughs) not the first woman with Lyme who I'm like, yeah, I'm also like really into Greek mythology, but um, I'm also, you know, very like Jungian and I love archetypes and myths and the hero's journey. And I just feel like there's so much medicine there that we all need, but I really connected to the story of Persephone, um, which is a Greek myth about um, this goddess who got uh, taken to the underworld against her will and she fully, she got chills, and she fully um, rose into her power as both goddess of spring and light and queen of the underworld, Mm -hmm. and she visits both, and she is sovereign and powerful and beautiful and radiant in both in different ways, and I feel like that story is so important because i feel like i used to be so afraid of the dark like i wouldn't even i would like <laughs> i remember i would used to listen to podcasts like before i got sick and every time i even heard the word sick or like fat or like any word that was triggering to me, I'd be like, uh, like I can't even hear that. Like I couldn't even like hear words that were negative. Like yeah. that's how intense I was about like controlling like just everything about my life and you know what I heard and there was so much fear. And like I just like I had to go into the belly of the freaking beast to get better. Like I had to go straight into the energy of illness and death and feeling ugly and worthless and like feeling just like all the things that would terrify me to even think about before. I had to like fully embody those things. And it just like really is interesting that not only like did I go through shadow, I I didn't know that you also have had an experience with shadow work yeah so it's like so
0: it's everything like i think i i would not like that's so uh, i don't want to like go too deep in depth i want to I, like because I, I have this on the podcast so i don't want to like i'm not going to go super super in depth but like okay. um my first like big spiritual remission experience was quantum eft tapping and my mom who was like she was such a huge part of my journey? Um, my parents were really a big part, like like yours, like they really they really helped me so much, and my mom is an EFT instructor um, or practitioner, and she asked this lady to come from Australia to do a um, workshop in our little town in New Hampshire. <laughs> and she said to me, "Do you want to try it because I'd been doing EFT with her and one of her colleagues. Um, and so really diving into like, uh, so much family stuff, so much child stuff, like a uh, childhood stuff and this quantum EFT experience, I was the last person who went and I had just, so it was like a weekend, but uh, during the weekend, there were six of us and we each tapped with the instructor and the rest of us were in the room. And I was the last person of the six of us. My mom had just gone and she had pulled out this past life where, um, she hadn't been able to save a woman who was dying. And I got up there and the um, lady who was leading, she looked at me and she's like, so what are you feeling? And I was like, I was the woman my mom couldn't save. And I'm yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> and we tapped through it and it was it was 30 minutes. And then I was in remission. Like...
1: It can happen like that. It can happen like, like that. It's a total energy. It like I, in one moment, you can feel like you have Lyme and you're really sick and it's totally possible for two hours later to feel completely healthy and well
0: it is and that's something it's,
1: yeah Sorry, that's something that,
0: that we don't get from you know our medical system and yeah. I did the same thing a year and a half ago summer of 2019 I was like feeling the symptoms again and I was like I'm not willing to stay in this like I'm okay I I got to a point, same with you. I got to a point where it's like, if I cycle in and out of this throughout my life, that's okay. I know I can heal it now. I know I can get out of it, but I don't want to sit in here in this. And I spent like probably three weeks doing so much. I, I was in a really weird kind of vortex. Like I didn't have a job at that moment. I was like, I had a house to myself. I had animals all around me and I just spent three weeks doing so much shadow work. And then I woke up one day and I was like, I'm complete, (laughs) (laughs) but shadow is huge. Like, I'm totally with you.
1: Wow. I just, yeah. I want to mirror back to you too. Like how much I relate to that story. Like I was always spiritual before Lyme, but I wasn't like, as like witchy woo as I am now. Like I am so like, honey, I had to go through so many past lives to get through, to get where I am now. Like I have had past life regressions. I like did the whole like hypnosis thing. I've done shamanic journeying. I've done power animal retrieval. I've done inner child work. I've done shadow work. I've done embodiment, um, work around my sexuality using a a jade egg using like, (laughs) you know, like I've done crystals. Like I've, I've touched all of the things. Like I've really explored every well, now I say I've explored every aspect. I'm sure a year from now I'll be like, ha that's hilarious. Right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, like I've done, you know, it's just, you know, when you get really, uh, sick and it's clear that like something in like the 3d physical world isn't really going to help you, then that's when you, you know, go higher. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, it's frustrating for me sometimes because, um, most of the people in my life, actually, Um, not most, maybe like three fourths of the people in my life who I love so much, like don't believe the same things that I believe. And like, now I know that that's okay. Like that's totally fine. Um, But it's always such a fun little experience when I can like connect with another human who has gone to the exact same places that I've gone. And we're like, yes, like 100%, 100%, like, I like, I've, you know, experienced physical healings from doing past life regressions as well. And um, also through tapping. <laughs> so it's like, it's always just so fun to connect with someone who um, has had similar experiences. Yeah,
0: it is. And that's so part of the reason I was so excited. I was like, we've got to do this and talk about this. Because um, I want to share so Mary and I have a, a one of our first episodes we did was about Lyme because Mary um, has had her own journey with it as well, mm-hmm. and we've channeled a lot about Lyme. And one of the things I just want to like um, come back to this because what you said it was so so true about how the same I mostly know women who have had Lyme, and every woman I've ever met. um, Especially the ones who have kind of gotten, who've gotten past like the really deep dark hurdles, because okay. that's what allows us to open up and re- and realize um, are such deep healers in their own way. And what part of what we've ch- what we channeled and shared um, in that episode was about lime, lime, the energy of lime, and how it comes from. Um, from the 23rd dimension where the where we channel the akashic records and like it's an awakening energy and it's something that we chose to have and um i've actually had memories (laughs) of actually like creating the energy like i was one of the souls who created it to send down to earth which i was like when i saw when i remembered that i was like wow really and then (laughs) i was like okay all right um but it is like the whole point of it at least based on like what we've channeled is um, pretty much exactly what you said to waken up, to awaken our healers within, to awaken our, our powers and connect us back to ourselves and to each other. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really specific um, soul family. I, I believe who has, who has Lyme and who actually, um, how do I say this? Because I believe everyone can heal it, but not everyone is going to be willing to go into the depths to do so. And there's right. like, I yeah. yeah. And we're like, it's a very specific soul family that I see of us who are willing to like go into the depths and the shadows and all of that to heal and to bring that so that, you know, hopefully, hopefully someday everyone, everyone gets that who, um, who is on this journey.
1: Absolutely. I completely resonate and honor that resonate with and honor that I, um, Lyme is weird. Like it's not from this dimension. Like whoever, like anyone who has had Lyme knows that it's not a normal thing. Like, and it's not just weird to us. It's weird to everyone. Doctors don't understand it. There's no cure. Um, it is, it looks different on any, on everyone. It feels different with everyone. Um, there's no like treatment plan that everyone should follow. Like, it's unlike any other disease that's out there. Yeah. Um, and there's so much that's unknown, and almost everyone disagrees. With almost like almost every medical professional, whether it's Western or Eastern or natural or whatever, everyone disagrees with each other. They're like, no, it's a bacteria. No, it's a virus. No, it's long-term. No, it's fake. Like, no, it's like very real and it lasts forever. No, you can cure it spontaneously. Like one of the most frustrating things for me when I was at the beginning of my journey was that no one knew like what, what to do about it. No one had any clear cut answer. So you're forced to finally, after years of probably rejecting your own intuition, you're forced to go within and being be like, okay, what do I know? And what do I mean by what do I know? Like, what does that question even mean? And you like get connected to your intuition and you start, um, you start be- you you become your own healer. And like, that's how you get better. And it's like, there's really no other way around it. And it's like, that's such a weird, like, <laughs> higher frequency thing. It's not like a normal earthly thing. Um, and it's, you know, I'm open to, you know, everything you said about that. It's, we just don't, we, it's, it, what I know for sure, is that the people who have had Lyme, or had Lyme, or have Lyme, sorry, um, is it's, it's a bridge between, or actually not just Lyme. I'm going to cover chronic pain with this too, or any kind of like mystery illness that people don't know what to do with. It's a bridge from who you are to who you're supposed to be, who you came here to be. It's, it takes you from the old version of yourself who was so lovable and amazing, but not true to the truest most powerful version of yourself and there's no getting around it and it's like and I can't ignore it now like now when I am living out of alignment which by the way still happens like it's not like I'm just like fully enlightened like that's hilarious to even say that like I'm I'm very spiritual yes but all the time I'm like out of alignment and I wouldn't say most of the time, you know, most of the time I'm pretty connected with myself, but when I am out of alignment, I feel it physically. Like my body tells me and when, yeah.
0: Yeah. Or
1: like when there is like a lie that's said either by myself or by another person, I feel it in my body and it feels like energy that's like not coherent. And when there is powerful truth that is said either by myself or by another I get full body chills and it's just like, I, once you, you know, transition from your old life to your new life, it's like, it's just a new way of being that is very aware and spiritual and led by something higher than your ego mind. And, um, that is something that I'm still learning, you know, how to work with, like, how can you be, um, operational like because we're on earth right like we're on earth we have capitalism we have like all the normal like 3d stuff that we have to deal with how can we move through that and stay connected to our spirituality and higher selves and it's like this beautiful process of integration that um that I'm still learning
0: yeah no I I fully agree fully fully feel that in my body because I I mean honestly same I I it's a constant process of um, tweaking the alignment of going, Oh, I'm a little, you know, I'm a toe out here off the line or whatever. And um, yeah.
1: Oh, that's a perfect way of saying it.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, mm, it's so beautiful to get to a point where you can see it that way. And I just, I'm kind of astounded by the similarities and exactly in a human way, I'm astounded by our similarities, but then also in a like multidimensional way, I'm like, of course, course. there's of course
1: that's what that's <laughs> what I say. I always say, of course,
0: yes. <laughs> um, one thing I'm really, really interested in um, hearing about, if you're open to sharing a little bit, because it's actually um, part of not- okay, <laughs> because it's actually part of like healing that I'm go- trying to go deeper in for myself is. Um, like the sexual healing that you did, how you, how you did that. Cause I'm really curious about that. That's kind of a place I'm still trying to tap into.
1: Um, Same. It hasn't ended. (laughs) Like I'm still working through it. Um, Absolutely. I'll totally elaborate on that. Um, So I, and have you ever, like in your meditations or in your channelings, have you gotten more information about why, like sexuality is important in the healing of chronic illness. Cause I've gotten like some downloads about it, but I'm still figuring it out. But all I know is that it's super important.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have, I don't, yeah, that's actually one place I don't have um, super specific information either. I just know it's really important. Yeah. I think yeah. Connecting to the body is uh, really important.
1: So I, um, I dealt with a lot of, uh, feelings while I was sick. I felt barren. I felt asexual and I felt mostly dead. So I was completely disconnected from my feminine energy, my sexuality and my feelings of aliveness. And by the way, those three things are all the same thing. Like our life force energy is our erotic energy. Erotic energy literally creates life. So I had none of it while I was feeling mostly dead for all those years. Um, And before that, I knew that, you know, I've always known that I'm a sexual person and I really enjoy the intimacy that comes with sexuality, either with yourself or with another human. And also I've always felt that it has connected me to God in some way or another, I feel connected to God when I am in that mode Mm -hmm. it takes you out of your ego and it brings you into your body and it opens you up to source and like that's fucking beautiful I'm sorry I didn't mean to swear I was like I was like I'm not gonna swear this is the first f-bomb I've thrown um
0: (laughs) you can throw as many as you want not a problem
1: (laughs) that is really beautiful and um I it was really painful for me to have that part of me completely um and by the way before I got sick I was able to experience that part of me um fully and like wildly and beautifully only by myself like I never trusted anyone to like fully open up to them in that way yeah um but I totally felt it by myself and it was like this beautiful like juicy feminine uh passionate edgy, soft, like all the things. It was all, it was, I felt like my soul was in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I, that was gone. It was canceled. (laughs) That that was canceled while I was sick. And I, um, didn't really even look in the mirror for like the first, like six months of being sick, literally. Like I couldn't, I was so, that's how disconnected I was. Um, and my body was such a painful place to be that I evacuated out of my body. Like my, like my, body, my soul and my consciousness was not in my body. I was just like, Nope, can't be here. Like I was so disassociated for so many of those years, um, which is a totally natural trauma response, you know, but um, if you're not in your body, you can't heal it. Right. So getting into my body, getting into when, when someone gets into their body, eventually they're going to start feeling erotic energy because our bodies are erotic energy. Um, and for me, it kind of just happened. I, I knew that it was an issue that I was going to have to heal because I felt completely disconnected. And the sexual thing was the last thing that I started to look at and heal before I like actually like, uh, felt truly better and like went out into the world and felt like I was in remission. Yeah. Um, was in remission. So I had to go there really slowly. (laughs) Like I literally like for months, it was just me putting my hands on my lower belly, just over my womb and just like breathing into my womb. And then it was me finally being brave enough to look at myself completely naked in the mirror and recognizing that I am a woman with a beautiful feminine body and loving, you know, every inch of me, even the parts of me that are soft and squishy and that I wish were smaller and firmer and, you know, just really like that. So that kind of led into like body acceptance. And then once I realized that my body was actually a beautiful, safe place to be, that's when I started to feel uh, the erotic move through me. Mm -hmm. And that's also when my creativity kind of like really like blew up and got really big. Um, erotic energy, life force energy, feeling healthy and well and vibrant, feeling excited and passionate. Um, all of the things I really didn't feel during the years that I was sick, that's all connected to, um, sexual energy. Yeah. So, um, it took me probably, um, like six months of like just, getting back into my feminine body, um, and my feminine energy before I could even start doing the deeper work, um, which involved the, you know, using a jade egg, using crystal wands, doing meditations, doing a lot of shadow work. Um, and also like completely forgetting about all those things when I didn't want to do all those like rules, like how to heal your sexual energy. Like, so like I kind of like went at it, like, by like following like another person's protocol for how to heal your sexual energy, which is like, we'll do all these things. And it's like, those things are so much fun, but they're also rules. And I've also gotten like super rebellious in my healing journey. I like to call it rebellious wellness. Like I don't like to do what others tell me to do now. Yeah. So eventually I kind of went off on it on my own and that led to getting into embodiment, which was like the juiciest part of the journey. And like embodiment really just means to connecting to a specific energy in your body and some, whether it's in your womb or in your heart or wherever and letting it completely overtake you and connecting to feminine energy is softening, pausing, breathing, softening some more, and then completely opening, opening yourself up to love, opening yourself up to God and letting the moment penetrate you, letting love come into you and like trusting that exchange of energy enough to completely let this beautiful, life-giving, healing energy just completely move through you. And that practice started to um my hormones got regulated, my cycle became regulated. I started to feel feelings of desire again for the first time in a long time. Um I started to feel like turned on by myself, which is like if you had told me that in the middle of my healing journey I would have been like, ugh, like I was so turned off by myself for those for most of those 4 years. I literally was like I'm not even a woman anymore. Like I it's so heartbreaking for me to even remember that because I just was, I just, I left, I abandoned that, that part of me or that part abandoned me. I, I, I it was just gone. Like I just, and reconnecting with that unleashed this like powerful vital force within me that also made me feel physically healthier, stronger, more alive and um, more connected to the divine feminine, um, which is like what heals us healing is feminine healing is feminine energy um masculine energy is so important and equally as important as feminine energy but the exact like frequency of healing it's like this like watery like beautiful light expansive energy and it is not like we said it's not linear it's up and down it does what it wants It, you know, feels differently at different times, like it's totally feminine energy. So, um, yeah, reconnecting to that within myself was probably the part that I was the most resistant to, um, and the most helpful. And, um, I feel like I retrieved my own personal power and my own self-confidence back finally, when I really, um, went there and it was exciting. Like I was so bored for so many years because that energy just like, wasn't there. And sexual energy like is what wakes us up. It's, it's, it's what wakes us up and it's what turns on our senses. And it's what makes us feel alive. Like it's like electricity. It's this like, mm, like I, I could, I don't think I could have healed fully from Lyme or chronic illness had I not like, kind of like, uh, been open to bringing that back to life, which I did
0: Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. I have so much more to say on it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would actually, that's a topic that, um, maybe will to do a whole other, another podcast about it. Cause I find that really interesting and, um, I'd love to hear everything. Um, so yeah, I think we should we should talk about that again. That would, I'd love to do that.
1: Um fully, yeah, let's do it because <laughs> it's it's huge. That's um, people don't talk about it with healing from like health issues, connecting to your sex. Like literally, no one talks about it, and it's like one of the biggest pieces. It's huge.
0: It's huge, and you know, like that's one of the first things. Like you said, for for you, same with me. Like one of the first things that left was like any desire at all and um really like but I was in a relationship um probably about half the time i was sick like in a couple of different ones and it was really difficult um and like um i am still in a relationship with the partner with with a partner who i was with when i got like when i went through my re- my relapse a year ago a year and a half ago and it was really hard like that was the first thing i noticed i was like I don't want to do anything at all. Like I have no desire. I have no sexual energy.
1: What's wrong with me? <laughs> right. Yeah. I um, totally felt that too. Like the, what's wrong with me thing. Yeah. I was, it, like, it, part of me just gone.
0: It's, it's like, it's really hard. Cause it does feel like I, it does feel like there's something wrong with you and it's, and there's not like, it's completely normal, but it feels like your body's betraying you. Like,
1: When you're sick, it feels like your body's betraying you in like every way. It does. Honestly, I think that's part of it. Like, we have this, when, you know, when sickness is there, when illness is there, we have this like deep hurt. Like, wow, my body betrayed me. Like, how could this happen? And we're like, honestly, like, our heart hurts from that. And like, would you want to have sex with a lover that like broke your heart? Like, No, like and like our bodies are kind of our lovers first right before we can be someone else's lovers we have to love on our own body and we're mad at it like when we're chronically when people are chronically ill there's a there's a lot of resentment and hurt at the body and mistrust and that has to be dealt with first before you can like kind of go into the the sexual work and just like reconnecting to our bodies in every way and just reconnecting to feeling like how much our bodies love us and how much they, it does for us and like you know my body it's healed from so much like it's 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 healed from so much and it keeps healing and it keeps getting stronger and it keeps like surprising me and like my body is like amazing she's like this like <laughs> she's like this wild creature that just like has no like She can heal from, any, from anything. That's honestly how I feel about my body. And so I had to get to a point where I trusted my body enough to go deeper into the sexual work. And I think a big part of it for me was like, so I was celibate for five years, right? I was celibate for like A year even or six months even before I got sick like just consciously because I just like was in this weird headspace and I just like didn't want to be sexual anyways yeah um but then I got sick and I ended up being celibate for a total of five years and um I did do a few months of work on it by myself um and really reconnecting to that and um feeling how much like life and potential was in that energy and I feel like that was like one of the main things that catapulted me out of feeling unwell Um, and I was lucky because um, the first like right like literally like two weeks before I met this man (laughs) in my life I was like okay I'm ready like I'm ready it's happening now and like and two weeks later I met him. He was like, he was like the first guy who I went on a date with throughout this whole thing. And I just like immediately fell for him and immediately was so attracted to him. And I hadn't felt that for, for, for any, like I hadn't felt that energy in a really long time. And so something in my soul was like, this is important. Like he, like that, like he, I mean, he, (laughs) there's a lot to say about that relationship that I won't go too deeply into. He's amazing. And like such a healer and he doesn't even know it. He's like this genius, creative, brilliant guy. Um, But my relationship with him definitely did help me heal my sexuality. Um, The work on it by myself was so important to do first. Um, But the healing that happens when you find someone who loves you and who can hold that space for you and who you can trust um, and it's just, it's magical. Like it's magical. It's the divine feminine and it's the divine masculine coming together. Yeah. And it like, it's this alchemical, um, process that happens, um, when done with, you know, the right intentions and love on both sides or, you know, and I'm not, it, obviously people can have healthy sex without being in love with someone, of course, of course, but like, um, for me, the, the heart connection was like what really made me feel safe enough to like really go there. And going there is like what helped me really fully um, heal, heal that and feel, feel liberated and confident in my sexuality again. Mm-hmm.
0: So beautiful. That is amazing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to
0: touch on your, um, your book. I want you to tell us about that before we before we um, get to our last little bit. I would love to to hear about that. Thank and you. So Happy cool. to tell everyone about it.
1: Yeah. Thank you. So um, I started writing again like the second that my brain fog started to go away, which was in 2017 when I started to do that deeper emotional spiritual work. Yeah. Um, and I, I started writing about my experiences, um, going through Lyme and healing from it. And I wrote, um, a lot of journal entries and a lot of personal essays and a lot of poetry. I'm a poet. I've been a poet since I was 13. Um, and that is one of the ways in which I heal. I express my truest truths through, you know, my vessel and it comes out as this like artistic thing and it's beautiful. Creativity is so important. And um, I just kept writing through 2017 and through 2018 and through 2019. Um, And then at the beginning of this year, I was just like, this is a book like this. I I always knew that I was going to write a book and I knew that it would be called Strange and Unusual Creatures, which is a poem that I wrote about people like us, people who don't really fit into um, today's society but they are the healers, like we are the healers, we are the shamans, we are the storytellers. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we see things and we feel things that others maybe can't. And um, we know each other when we see each other. And a a lot of us have been through either mental illness or physical illness or some other kind of like hard life thing. And we are also, like I said, powerful, spiritual beings that are very much needed in our society a hundred percent so I wrote that poem called strange and unusual creatures um and then later on I was like isn't that like I didn't it, that um like lime is also a strange and unusual creature <laughs> like 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 this, this whole thing is a strange and unusual creature and so beautiful um but yeah at the beginning of this year I just decided it was ready and I worked on it a little bit more. I updated it, you know, um, and I kept writing through the first parts of 2020. And then in May, I published it. And it is, yeah, it's on Amazon. And it's about my emotional and spiritual journey healing from Lyme and how I got there and like the deep epiphanies and uh, portals that I had to, that I, that I moved through in order to get to where I am today. And, um, the feedback that I've gotten has been really, uh, heartwarming because people who don't have Lyme read the book and they're like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear. Like I am moving through darkness. I'm in the forest. I cannot find a way out. I cannot see the light. And like this book helps me understand why I need to keep going. And it's like, okay, well that just makes my entire life. Like, thank you. Like, like that kind of feedback just yeah. So yeah, I published it and it's on Amazon. Oh my
0: goodness. Yeah.
1: And that's part of, that's part of what I do. I, I um, and I've done, you know, I've dabbled in freelance writing. I, um, wrote erotica for a few months. <laughs> I'm, I write poetry, um, but I also am a woman's healing coach. So, um, yeah, I take women through, intuitive journeys and breath work and spiritual in-depth psychology exercises and somatics. And I go deep with people who are dealing with chronic emotional or physical pain. And I take them through a program that helps them rise above. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Writing is a part of it too. Writing is healing AF. Like it's like... (laughs) so important like the connecting to your creativity thing like what you do is creative connecting to the Akashic records connecting to your soul and connecting to channeling like that's like one of the most creative things and don't you feel so healthy and alive when you're doing that
0: oh no other there's another time i feel more alive like yeah it's it's huge the creativity is huge yeah that's incredible yeah. Uh, yes you're gonna have to send me um the links for all of that. So I can put, you know, your book, any, your, if, if you have a website, any of that stuff. um, So I can in the show notes so everyone can check it out. Cause Thank that's
1: incredible. You. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I feel, I feel like this was such an energizing conversation. I feel like it
0: was too. I also feel like it was kind of a, a little, like an energy vortex, like I feel like just by talking through some of this stuff, we've cleared it even more, um, both for ourselves and just for everyone listening. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Because words are, I mean, you're a writer, so you know this, like words are so important, like writing them down is huge, even just, but just speaking them out loud too is, is huge. So any way that you reuse words changes our reality. Words are spells. Words are, yes.
1: Isn't it abracadabra as I create as I speak? That's, like, the literal transla- translation.
0: Oh, really? I didn't know that. That's cool. yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just want to ask a couple little fun questions. Um, hey. What is your your astrology, like, your sun, moon, rising?
1: It's one of my favorite <laughs> topics. I just did a little happy dance. Um, my my oh my god just like even you bringing up astrology I was like she's my people I love (laughs) I love 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 asking people what their big three is it's just like it's so it feels creative and artistic to talk about this um my my, I'm a Capricorn sun I'm a Scorpio rising and I'm a Libra moon Ooh, powerful yes what are
0: you I'm a Virgo sun
1: Aries moon and Virgo rising love it i love my virgos capricorns and capricorns and virgos definitely get along
0: (laughs) yeah that's so true we do and the um i love libra too so like the libra moon they have love libra
1: (laughs) yeah i um yeah the man that i'm in a relationship with he made if he listens to this, he's going to make so much fun of me. His son just, but, but just the fact that you brought up astrology, I'm just going to mention really quick. His son is conjunct my moon. So like I'm, my moon is at 15 degrees Libra and his son is at 15 degrees Libra. Wow. But he doesn't, you know, give a shit about astrology. So that means like nothing. (laughs) I'm like, you don't understand. This is really cool. That is so cool. Wow. Um, Do you like to do, like, synastry and stuff, like, between, like, you and your relationships?
0: I haven't done much of it. Um, I've been kind of trying to dabble into it and understand. Um, I started with my family. Have I looked at my partner and I? I'm not sure that I have. I need to look. Um, But my partner and I have really similar charts. Like, um, Yeah, we're both Virgo Risings. So, like, you know, our house is is exactly the same. How they're set
1: out. Or or Risings.
0: My, my boyfriend and I yeah
1: isn't that weird
0: that is so weird yeah um and you said your your boyfriend's a a
1: Libra sun he's a Libra I mean, sun, I mean. sun um Scorpio <laughs> he's, yeah if he ever listens he'll be laughing so hard he's a Libra sun he's a Scorpio rising and a Scorpio moon mm. and like so it's we all we have like the same and like my ascendant is on his moon, and our ascendants are on top of each other. And it's just like, it's crazy, John. But sinistry is fascinating. And it's I like people. Look it <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I mean, I love doing it. I would love to send you, like, you and your boyfriend's sinistry charges for free. Just something that I like to do.
0: <laughs> oh, yes, I'll send you our info when we're done.
1: <laughs> yes, definitely. Maybe I'm an amateur astrologer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, what about your North Node? My North node is in Sagittarius in the second house. Right. And my South node is Gemini in the eighth house, which I think means like in a past life, I was really connected to the occult
0: mm-hmm. and
1: had a lot of inheritance. Um, other, the eighth house is basically the occult hidden, you know, sexuality, other people's money. And the second house is like self-worth and like self-generated Income and um, stuff like that, which is like what I'm supposed to step into in this lifetime. What about you? What's your actually? This is so funny. Um, my northern is Libra,
0: so my southern yeah. is Aries, but it's also the second house, so I have that same.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Do you know your, you know your Myers Briggs? Um,
0: you know, I think it's changed. So when I first when I was sick, I um, and I did it. I got INFJ, but now the last time I did it, I got INFP
1: yo i swear on my life <laughs> i'm also an infj really oh my goodness and um this like amazing woman who healed from or you know has like i never know what to say i don't think it matters like whether someone still has Lyme or doesn't have Lyme. it's just like cool they worked with that energy and they're yeah. a powerful and beautiful goddess <laughs> yeah that was so amazing. she um the two the actually two other people who have Lyme who i know are also infjs <laughs> it's like okay wow. or INFPs which it would they're very similar yeah I think it's honestly like I
0: was like that's so interesting that I got a P the last time I did it and I was like "Hmm, I wonder if it's just like the mood I'm in today
1: or it changes we like to like um like like you know it's like the lime thing it's like we like to make labels around things and have put us ourselves in that box when really we're just like an energy field that's constantly fluctuating and changing and evolving but exactly yeah. what about um your human design this is so exciting I'm so you don't understand like none of my friends like really care about this stuff that much so I'm like so like turned on like mentally I'm like yes <laughs> um my human design I have so much knowledge around all this stuff too so it's like where that it goes nowhere in my mind my human design is generator, okay. and when I got that, I was like, "Okay, that's like boring," because like most people are generators, and like little INFJ me likes to be special and unique. So I was like, "Yeah," <laughs> but then I looked deeper into it, and it was really cool. It was like, I forget whether it, I had like an open sacral center or something like, but whatever. I read about it, I was like, "Yeah, that's 100 true."
0: I wonder if it's an open yeah. root because to be a generator,
1: you have to have the close the divine defined sacral. Maybe you have an open root or it was an open something that like explained the intuition and like the physical bodily feelings that I get. Ooh, maybe open um
0: spleen or solar plexus, because those are yeah. Interesting. What about um because those are those are a lot about like feeling in your body? Um do you know what your profile is, like what the two numbers are?
1: Yeah, I think I'm um four six. It was Ooh. like a, a op- the opportunistic role model. Yeah. I <laughs> and I, and <laughs> really, and, yes. and, but then I looked at like the Mayan cross thing and I, it was like, I forget what it was, but I, <laughs> I forget the name, but I looked, I looked deeper into it and it was like, your soul's role is to illuminate what is in the dark and like make that medicine for the people. And I was just like a hundred percent, like people can question this stuff. Like, all they want or say like, Oh, it's just general. And it applies to everyone. I was like, but it's like, it's not like, it's so specific. And if my mom had read that same description, she'd be like, Nope, that's not really me. Exactly. It's just different tools for understanding yourself on a deeper level. And it's like really fun to look into all this stuff. What's your human design? Um,
0: I'm a two, four uh, manifesting generator so powerful so actually same i was really disappointed at first because i was like MG. <laughs> like everyone's either an mg or a generator <laughs> i mean we're like sad that we're not like
1: special snowflakes
0: <laughs> yes. but you know the one thing you'll have to do and i can like send you how to do this is if, um on my body graph you can look at your unconscious design um and uh-huh. I, when I, when I learned how to do that, my unconscious design is a reflector. Like my soul, it's like, cause you know, you have the soul and the personality, like part of the chart, the red and the black, my soul like has nothing colored in just like a couple of, um, open. Uh, yeah. So I was like, Oh, that, cause when I first heard of human design, I was like, I'm definitely the reflector. And so I was like really connected to my soul and now yeah. I'm learning how to be like the MG and, and connect to like what I'm here to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But my incarnation cross as well is something about rulership. It's like, basically, it's like being here to um, bring bring in something, you know, some, some kind of new way of doing whatever and being a leader and doing that. And I'm like, that makes sense. I love it.
1: <laughs> That's you. You're a leader. Yeah. And like- I'm just turning my alarms off. Um, and you are doing exactly that. Like you're bringing in a new paradigm for, you know, healing. So am I, it's like, yeah. we both are in, in our so, own
0: beautiful ways.
1: Right. And I just feel like, um, when we accept the role of being our own healers and when we step up to the challenge of, you know, really going deep and healing, we awaken this powerful energy inside of us that is the energy of a leader because a follower doesn't decide that like someone who is afraid of you know owning and embodying their fullest potential doesn't do that it's like scary to like go into the depths and go into the dark and by the way every person has the potential to do this and like it, I truly, truly believe in my core, anyone can heal from anything. Like it's possible for anyone to heal from anything. And I feel like when someone becomes like their own healer, there is like this quality of being a leader that kind of um, blossoms. That's been really exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I totally agree. I, I, That's one of the biggest things I say to people when I work, you know, the beautiful people I get to work with, I'm always like – I'm here to help you and guide you and hold space and, like, to do healing work, but I don't ever want anyone to feel like they ca- they need me to do it. Yes. I, I just want to be that person who's, like, helping teach you how to remember how to do it yourself because, I mean... Everyone, I always say every healer needs a healer because there are times that like we need someone to help reflect and mirror back to us what we cannot see. It's just sometimes it's so painful to try and see something. We need someone to help us do that. Um, But we have the ability to go deep and do the work we need to do. We just have to remember how and connect to it.
1: That's so beautifully said. I 100% agree. We need that we need you know we need a mirror to to reflect back at us what we need to see in order to heal for sure yeah it's so important thank you
0: so much for coming on thank you for for sharing your story it's been so incredible
1: to hear yes and thank you for like virtually supporting me along the way it's been so fun to just like see your journey on 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 instagram and just like have um you support me in my journey and it's just like i what a you know what a special way that we can connect with others who are on similar paths hey
0: everybody shannon again i i'm not going to take much of your time i just want to say Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this energetic space with us today. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this and receiving the medicine of everything that we were talking about as much as Megan and I enjoyed recording it. I want you to know how much I appreciate you being here and listening and how much I appreciate the energy, the space, the community that we have of beautiful, conscious, soul, family here. So thank you so much for being here. Please, if you feel called to rate or review the podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcast app, um, we'd be so grateful. It really helps with reaching more people, and I'd love to know how you feel about this episode and about the all the episodes that we've released. Um, again, thank you so much for being here, and I hope you have the most beautiful day. Stay healthy and safe and in your own sovereign energy um all throughout the rest of your day the rest of your week the rest of 2020 into 2021 that is the most important thing that we can all do every single day and that's, this is just your little reminder to do that for yourself thank you and sending you all so much love until next time